welcome to episode one of the Nights Off podcast. I'm your host, Michael Marin, and I wanted to give everyone listening a quick rundown of this new podcast before we begin the first episode. So, hello everyone. <laughs> Hope everything is well, wherever you may be, and yeah, COVID has been kind of a bummer. And as I slowly descend into madness, I finally wanted to entertain this idea I've had for a long time to start up a podcast. I thought now would be a good time as any, given that, well, everyone is sort of stuck in their domains. Well, maybe not 100% of people, given that it's Florida, but I thought it would be a good time to reach out to the multitude of different guests that I have in mind and have certain plans for, barring that they fall through. And essentially, this podcast seeks to really navigate, dissect, and discuss with the different guests I want to get on here a little bit about the Miami and, I guess, more broadly, the Florida music scene. I personally live in Miami, Florida, born and raised, but I've also been around Florida engaging in music in a few different places. And I really want to talk about things like how things have changed over time or how things have really uh, affected um, people in their lives and how how these things have really shaped people and kind of, you know, affected people and really helped them become, you know, a little bit come into their own, if you will, be it as musicians, be it as people who are involved in these particular scenes. And yeah, really, if anything, I want to give context to these things, as I frankly value them, I find them important, and I've always, always been interested in music. My own personal experiences when it comes to the Miami slash Florida scene really isn't all that large compared to a lot of other people. So this is a podcast to mainly have conversations with these people who are active in these scenes, or rather, who were active in these scenes, I guess is a better descriptor, <laughs> before everything went to the shitter. And with that, I really hope you enjoy this first episode. On today's episode, my first guest is a very, very old friend of mine named Alex Jimerson. He's playing in a new band currently in Miami. And I haven't seen Alex since, man, probably since I was 11 years old. Uh, that said, we've remained in contact over the years. And I thought, you know, it was high time to have a longer conversation with him. And I saw him as the perfect person for this particular kind of podcast. That being said, he's definitely been around the scene a lot longer than I have, and he's really influenced my own upbringing, frankly, when it comes to music, and especially in particular to the kinds of music that I consume. So I wanted to get him on, really catch up, really get his perspective on some of these things, and with that being said, once again, I really do hope that you enjoy this first episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for giving this a listen. All right, so I'm here with Alex Jimerson. Just as I led into you, introduce yourself. Hey, hey, I'm Alex Jimerson. I'm I'm nobody. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, so yes, welcome, first guest of the Night South podcast. So yeah, um, I I for a while have been looking around for guests. I'm like, fuck, who am I going to get for the first fucking appearance? But none other than somebody I've known for quite a while. And yeah, like I was mentioning uh, in the intro, I've known you for a very long time. <laughs> but um, I, think yeah. the la- I think the last time I actually saw you in person was like, what? When I was like, fucking, uh, uh, like I, I must have been, what, 11, 10? So, yeah, I had, to, I had to be like 15, I think. Yeah. It was one of our, our family get-together things. Right, right, right. I, I do remember the day that I last saw you. <laughs> because okay. Uh, okay, I do remember the last day I saw you because that was the day that um 
you had steered a little bit of the music direction that I would take in terms of the shit that I liked. I remember that was the day yeah. that you showed me like, what was it, fucking Dance Gavin Dance, Enter Shikari. And I was like, yeah. oh my god, music that can scream? What the fuck? <laughs> I think that was, that, yeah. was, that was around when MySpace was still a thing. MySpace, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm trying to like think exactly. I think you were at my house. Is that right? I want to say you were at my house only because I have a very uh, vivid recollection of what I'm about to disclose. <laughs> oh, okay. Of uh, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe um, the last time I did see you was at your house, but I do remember that day that you kind of showed me some of that shit. Where uh, uh, I remember thinking uh, back then, <laughs> like, oh shit. Alex is going over, and I got like nothing to entertain this guy with because he ain't gonna want to play any ah. of these fucking PS2 video games that I fucking have. Shit, what do I do? And oh, I, re- I remember uh, that same day. It was around fucking was it like two o'clock? Y'all were coming around later on, and I'm like, all right, I know exactly what I have to do. I have to go to GameStop <laughs> and I have to buy Guitar Hero Three. <laughs> For, no. For, and I'm like, A, I want to get Guitar Hero 3. So I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. I'm going to have fucking Boom. entertainment for this kid. And I'm going to have fucking. And, uh, I'm gonna and then I'm going to have Hero Guitar 3. Hero for me. For me. <laughs> so I, I remember uh, my parents left the house to go do some shit. Yeah. And, the, and the GameStop uh, by me was within technical walking distance i mean granted it was a pretty considerable walk but whatever i would make that walk i would make that walk very frequently whenever they left and that's how essentially i'd get almost all my games around that (laughs) wow how old are you then though how old are you i was like 11 god damn dude (laughs) so I, (laughs) i i remember getting on my bike uh driving all the way down the gamestop picked up guitar hero 3 and um uh, I had this kind of like notion in, in my head, like, oh god, I'm not gonna make it. Like, I'm gonna get back. My parents are gonna fucking crawl in. Like, they're gonna like show up. They're gonna show <laughs> up to the fucking. They're gonna fucking rolling up on and a, It's gonna, on it's on gonna be bike. fucking over with the guitar hero like controller <laughs> on my back and everything. <laughs> Oh my god! But whatever, I'm like, no, 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 don't think about it. Don't think about it. And while I was engrossed, <laughs> don't think about it. <laughs> while I was engrossed in those thoughts, I, <laughs> I'm driving, I'm driving, I'm driving on my bike, not even really thinking, not even really paying attention. And before I knew it, I actually almost got hit by a car. <laughs> no. So uh, some lady came very close to hitting me. She's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> Yeah, I, I imagine the people in your area drive a lot worse than the people in my area. Yeah, Even though they're saying, they, they're saying Kendall's becoming little Hialeah, but you know what I mean? It, it, was, <laughs> like, it, was, it I, was terrible. So I'm like, oh, fuck. So I, I, uh, I'm i speeding on my bike, speeding on my bike, finally make it home. Sure fucking yeah. enough, my parents actually did just come into the driveway. They just pulled up. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> What do I do? Oh my god! So, yeah, uh, I I do the next best thing. I just h- ended up throwing Guitar Hero Three in the controller over <laughs> over uh, the fence. And Yo, like, yes, that's what I was thinking. You have to do. Just, <laughs> I just fucking threw it over the fence. Walked into the house. Casually and like, walked in. I, I walk into the front door and like, wait, what were you doing? I'm like, oh, you didn't see me? Like, I was playing uh, hide and seek with Louie. And uh, <laughs> I was playing hide and seek with my brother. And uh, I, I hid outside. <laughs> I thought he would never find me. There you go. Oh, my God. That's so good. So, yeah. Just oh, know, my ju- God. Ju- just know I almost fucking died to get Guitar Hero 3. <laughs> For your entertainment. I'm pretty, I'm- 
I'm pretty sure we shredded on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot what the soundtrack was for that game. I remember thinking two is the better one, but it was it was a fun time. Well, my brother Lewis is obs- oh, yeah. still plays that shit to this day sometimes. You know, I remember like before all those Guitar Heroes came out. I remember like um, like being in like seventh grade or something. And I was going to like the Hammocks Middle School, and we had like, uh, you know what I mean, like a grade, uh, a grade field trip, like a reward for getting through the school year or something like that. Okay. Like it, it builds up to, to going to Islands of Adventure. Like eighth grade, you get to go to Islands of Adventure. But okay. seventh grade, we went to uh, what was Game GameWorks at the time, and it was the one at Sunset Mall. Oh, okay. Yeah. And this is like I said, like this is this is before like all those games came out to home consoles, and you know where you could play Guitar Hero. But I I, I went there and they had like a the Guitar Hero, you know what I mean? But it was like some other game. It actually had the guitar and everything, and there was nothing out there like that. And I remember just being so in love with it. And then um, GameWorks also had this really really cool like like drum setup in like some sort of corner where like they were trying to capture the same idea where it's like play drums to music at at, at like a point or something like that. Mm -hmm. But what it ended up doing was just playing music for you to play with. You know what I mean? There's no like buttons that you had to press or notes you had to hit at a certain time. And I remember like uh, this kid that was in a band that was a good friend of mine at like, uh, this guy Michael Vega, man, he gets in there and he puts on Slipknot spit, and this kid's <laughs> really, really talented on the drums, and it, he just made all our our jaws drop. But whenever I think about get, like Guitar Hero and everything, I always think about like you know that game works. <laughs> <laughs> that game works that had it. The proto, that is, yeah, it's fun. That's fucking crazy. Well, anyways, um, so yeah. You are Alex Jimerson. You yes, do what in terms of any involvement in the Miami music scene? Um, I'm a. I would say I'm an enthusiast, mm-hmm. and I also like. I also document. You know, like I, I, I get a good amount of video out of every show. It's one of those things that uh, I, I'm. I'm keen enough to record, but I'm not keen enough to post online. Right. So I got. I gotta. I gotta make the effort to post online, and I pretty much post like, a, like a good several to like i I would say maybe like good 300 400 videos i probably have that i could post online you know on some sort of channel but um i also play music and stuff like that um i used to be in a new band band now right yeah i used to be in bands a lot when i was uh like in my like early 20s i got like really and then in my late teens and then i was even doing shows with this band called altira which was kind of like under oath, which was, you know, all right. I was just <laughs> kind of like, I was just really wanted to be uh, in a band at that point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like these guys, these guys already had this machine going and they needed a basis. So I just jumped in. And, <laughs> um, and even though like at that point I was listening to pretty heavy music, like I like I, I like I would I would go say like that under oath stuff, you know. It, I, I would put it closer to like bless the fall mm-hmm. and uh, you know what I mean. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, those kind of bands and stuff like that. Whereas I'd say like I was listening to Capsule, like Capsule was still going. You know what I mean? Doing shows at like 
foxes on us one which doesn't exist anymore you know what i mean <laughs> like that's the kind of music i was like getting into and i pretty much have settled into liking that like that being my taste mm-hmm. but i was like forming my 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 interest to them but like i was just you know using using this band <laughs> i was using them <laughs> hey and, any, any experience is experience exactly and so now um you know after like i i got into like a serious relationship probably in my early 20s and i i don't know i got lost in it and i stopped playing music and stuff like that and now i'm not in that relationship and i'm back in miami so like like almost immediately since i hit town like people knew like were asking if i was going to stick around and um and then i got into this band that uh, uh you know was kind of cooking back when i was in altira and um they didn't flourish or anything but they're good friends of mine so now i just got like most of those people and, and we're, we're writing music again nice what's it's the pretty uh, fun. Do you guys have a name Do you have a working name yeah we're, we, I would say it's a working name right okay. now. With you know, I think we're gonna stick with it, but it's Jimmy Choo's. It's like the the shoe ram or some <laughs> shit like that. Like, like nobody's no, I, I I think nobody's in defeat. <laughs> 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 I hope I hope this isn't somebody's like own little twisted way of like referring to their foot fetish. But <laughs> at least on, <laughs> on my end, it has nothing to do with that kind of shit. It's just a cool ass name that you know friends of mine in high school had. Some, somebody like, listening to this has a RPP. <laughs> what? What's RPP? <laughs> We're going there. What's RPP? <laughs> nah, man, you just made some. You just like call out somebody's fetish. Oh shit! Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, nah. I know. Uh, good on that. Do you guys, do you guys, do you guys have um, uh, established? Well, I know you guys. You're saying you're like in the working phase, but like, do you have an established no. sound? Kind of leaning in terms of like maybe genre. You know, you know, it's funny. We started talking about Tom Bien the other day because honestly, like, I was, I, I, I love how they sound, and you know, at, at least like, I would like to carry that kind of sensibilities in the band, where um, you know they just kind of like it's kind of riffs and drops you know what i mean and um while we're in this like writing stage like the first thing that's coming out naturally is is basically like real like basic like first wave screamo riffs the Mm -hmm. the way i'm playing the way i'm playing my bass is like progressively lower like i'll start started at mids and then i'll start progressively getting lower and stuff like that and we're, we're using like riffs at least right now and stuff like that but um like you know we're trying to have like kind of a, a more expansive sound because we don't want to like you, you know just define ourselves by one genre or things that probably every single band makes the goal of doing and, and not being able to follow through with <laughs> it's, it's like hard. it's like hate breed started off and they said you know we're not just metal <laughs> <laughs> we're not just hardcore guys you know <laughs> no, but, I, but I, I agree though Dabian is a one a fantastic band shout out hector um and i think uh it, it their their style is kind of interesting because they label themselves as post-hardcore i see them more like a like yeah, it's still uh, definitely leaning post hardcore, but it's definitely an amalgam of like other influences. For oh sure. yeah, for sure. So uh, to I, I me, can totally see y'all doing something like that. To me, it's like it's Miami. Like what the the sound that 
cold, uh, Dabien is cultivating. That's what Miami is to me. Like uh, how I mentioned Capsule earlier, mm-hmm. it's 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 like in the same vein of the how we're gonna use uh, post hardcore in at least in this point of this conversation. Like when we're referring to post hardcore, we're referring to that kind of sound because you know, like it's it's kind of hard to like pinpoint you know where that fits that you know that blue album by capsule is so frantic and everything like that it, right. it, but but it, it does hit these kind of like 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 you know motifs that you find in the, at least a certain click in Miami and i, I try to follow that click at least you nice. know with that being said, um, why don't we go into um, like the idea of like, all right, so where did you? What's your kind of first initial experiences with the scene? Like, did anybody in particular get you into it? Did anyone kind of direct you towards going to a certain show? How did that kind of like play out? I think I was like always like like gravitating towards the scene even before like I had been introduced formally and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, my my dad grew me up like raised me off of like rock music you know what i mean and i grew up during like nirvana and pearl jam and then that turned into like lincoln park and and deftones and corn and stuff like that and like um i remember like in middle school i discovered deftones like around sixth grade and that really defined like (laughs) what you know what I mean? You know, you know that really defined music for me. Yes. Like what I look for, and that and like that was and before. You did the I same for like, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it it did for a lot of people. Trust me. <laughs> I, I, I would go I, in your house. I'd see all the fucking posters. Like, who the fuck is Deftones? <laughs> Deftones. And see, the Deftones to me, it has like a an accessibility. You know what I mean? Like they're they're unique droning. And the way they drag their sound, you know what I mean? Like, th- th- mm-hmm. those are all unique and everything. But, like, Chino's voice, it makes the music way more accessible to, like, outsiders. Because he's not full-on screaming the whole damn song. You know what I mean? Right. Unless you're listening to he- Hexagram, which I personally <laughs> don't like. You know what I mean? Like, I personally don't like that song. You know what I mean? Like, to me, Hexagram is a stain on <laughs> on, <laughs> on uh, subtitled. But, like, you know, um, so, like, like Deftones is a great, great, like, introduction. Like, um, I I would say that I was, like, I was one of those, like, kids that was, like, you can't spell rap without crap. I mean, you can't, you can't spell crap, <laughs> crap without rap for, like, the longest. You know what I mean? Like, And, like, um, still, like, you know, you and I, we were raised in Miami. Like, hip-hop and latin hip-hop and you know edm like it's unavoidable so you're exposed to it no matter what so it's like i still i still grew up listening to trick daddy even though i didn't (laughs) like it you you know what i'm saying like like when i got into cars trick daddy was playing Mm -hmm. you know but like uh, or like you know just your friends and everything so like for me hip-hop didn't make sense until tyler the creator came because he 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 put like a a punk ethos the diy punk ethos into how he created and wrote music you know what i mean it's it's a very extremely personal experience at least that early odd future where they first got into the scene so once i listened to that i could kind of understand beats and then like hip-hop and rapping and everything like that and now i'd say like i'm crazy 
I'm crazy about like you know hip hop, like insane. Oh, what is it? Oh, damn! I can't mention this without saying the actual location. I gotta plug my friend right now. <laughs> Do it. But what is it? What is it? Like, yeah, my my boy. Uh, he runs of like an art gallery. You know what I mean? And he had like two of like the biggest uh rap names in his gallery. Uh, like they it was like Future and Lil Uzi Vert. Like oh, Lil shit. Uzi Vert. This yeah, is Lil Uzi. Uh, yeah, it's like m- more like towards Doral. Gotcha. More like towards your area, honestly. But like he runs, he he has his own little art gallery there, and like future, and and he threw a birthday for like Lil Uzi Vert, and like I'm like you know I'm not even there, and I'm starstruck from like the <laughs> photos that he's sending me. That's how like how important hip hop's coming to me, and my relationship with hip hop may only be like ten years, but it's the the reenvision art gallery yeah Hot. it runs that place and now apparently rappers are staging it's become their staging area <laughs> that's sick yeah but but yeah back to the point because i'm i'm add as hell like i'll i'll veer off and you're good never come back <laughs> but what is way. it yeah so like i would say like once i got into middle school and then um and that's when everybody started to like like in my middle school, it was clickish. It was like there's the rappers, and then there's the rockers, and I hung out with the rockers, you know. <laughs> and um, one of those kids was that I was hanging out with. Um, I wasn't like necessarily like super tight with him, but you know, I'd had a couple conversations with him. Was um, the Alex Nunez, who's like in everything now, you know? He's like uh, he's in Wastelands. He's in Wrong. Oh, he's shit. the singer. Yeah, he's the singer for Noon Hex. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, it's pretty crazy. Wait, is is that know? how you pronounce that, that band's name? I've always said Noon Hex. Yo, um, that's me. Oh, I've, okay. I've, had other, I've, I've had other people correct me on this, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to change. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, it but sounds yeah, more like, Hispanic. It, you know, like I mean, the singer is, is Nunez. Yeah, so, so it works. I I I, I kind of put the 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 silent Enya, <laughs> and, you know. But um, but yeah. So when I was in middle school, like there was a huge presence of like like rock and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it it was still like kind of like in the early two thousands, like um like 2001 2002 2003 kind of thing so people like myspace wasn't a thing like it, it became it became a thing i think when i was in eighth grade but um but people were still relying on flyers you know you know what i'm saying right right right. like like those old school kind of like people who make zines promote their their damn shows with flyers so i'd get out of school and there'd just be like a bunch of cool kids passing out flyers for shows and stuff like that and um and i was part of this thing called like guitar club and it was uh really like i I, i'm pretty sure nunez was in it but all the little rocker kids was in it and we ended up having this band called mindfed do like some sort of little show and uh i would i would go to say like that was my first local show you know i was going to like you know battle the bands and talent shows and stuff Mm -hmm. like that at that point to see local bands i wasn't at the point where i was going to like church like cafe cristal or the talent farm at i would i would start i'd start doing that in high school but um 
but like yeah so i say middle school I, I i would say like i was i was still doing it but like it was on like a little kid level which is good <laughs> <laughs> but then what was that? i'd say when i got in high school you know i i learned how to play bass in middle school and i was actually really really good for a while i would say i'm decent now <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need yeah yeah that's really all i need i'm i'm but like um like the musicians I'm actually with in this band are kind of top notch, so I gotta get better. Like, <laughs> like, um, yeah, it's like it's like almost like a little bit of a pressure. Like, it, you know, it's it's an association out of friendship, so right. I, don't, I don't have run the risk of getting kicked out or anything like that. But like, um, like the drummer is a superstar. You know what I mean? He's like one of those drummers you just wish you could work with. You yeah, know and, I, and I, mean? I feel that's the most stressful part of forming a band half the time too. It's like, oh shit, we need a really fucking good drummer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. And we got that right out the way, but um, but yeah. So then in high school, what was it? I was going to this private school called Archbishop Carroll, and um, like I was like a moody kid and stuff like that. And then also um, like being from public school, going into a private school, you don't really know anybody. Mm-hmm. So I, I ended up just kind of sticking to myself my freshman year. And, um, but it ended up like endearing me into a lot of people for not trying to like, you know, put on airs for people to make friends and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like some people will put up an act to try to make friends and stuff like that. Right. And me being such a, such a dickhead, I wouldn't bother, you know? And, um, so I ended up like, you know, meeting some like seniors and older people and stuff like that. And I ended up like, uh, getting really tight with the basis from kill jasper which was like a pretty moderately successful band out of our area mm-hmm. and um and you know i would basically follow them for a little bit and you know go to all the local shows that they would go to but where i'd see like ravia and um handgun romance which might in my opinion was like the best out of that whole kind of scene it was it became handgun and that was just as good but um, that that was a whole thing, man, because it was like I remember when I graduated high school, uh, all these people who like ran the music scene and stuff like that, like like it, it was it, it was like little things like, you know, like the the manager of the Dauphin Mall movie theater. Mm-hmm. Was all, was the guitarist for like Handgun Romance? Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> So I'd be there and see the funny thing is, is like he would do this thing where he would wear like a suit jacket. You know what I mean? Like wear <laughs> All right. Under. Yeah. And I'd go to the damn Dolphin Mall. I, I'd take my little high school girlfriend to the, the Dolphin Mall movie theater. I see him wear the same suit jacket to work. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a suit. It was his work suit that he was wearing at all the shows. Jesus. Yeah. So it was pretty funny. But yeah, all these people ended up coming back together. When I graduated high school, I would say like my like my I would say like two years after graduating. So I would say it's maybe like 2010, maybe 2001. I, yeah, it was 2001 because I remember the show was 21 and up, and I got in, but my girlfriend didn't. Don't worry, she was just 20. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, didn't, I didn't doubt you but, for a second. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, that 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 could lead into a really bad joke if I wanted to. But um, (laughs) 
But uh, yeah, man. So we went to this show, and it was like it was at a venue I've never really gone to, and um, it was twenty one and up. So I looked at my my girlfriend at the time, and I looked her in the eye, and I said. I really, really, really want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go in. And she ended up calling her friends and they came and picked her up. I made the right choice. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, and I go in and like, it was such a great show. Like uh, they had space station five or something, something like that name, mm-hmm. which played. Then they had handgun play and they tore ass. And I spoke to them after the show, and the reason why they were breaking up was because the their guitarist was joining nursing school. And, you know, uh, I'm a bit older now, and I've seen people go through nursing school. He made the right, the cho- he made the right choice because mm-hmm. nursing school is really overwhelming. And, um, and like, uh, so he, ta- he explained to me why they were breaking up, which was kind of sad. And then, um, and then finally Ravia, which is kind of like, I would say, like kind of a sp- spiritual successor, in my opinion, to like Thick as Blood, which was like an oh, international, God. yeah, it was like an international touring band. Mm-hmm. So like, and I would say they were heavily inspired by this band called Ravia, to the point where I think they had the same drummer. You know what I mean? It's like like if you think of Thick as Blood, you could think of the music that is Ravia, mm-hmm. and Ravia was just straight fight music. You know, so. <laughs> we're we're having a great time people are hardcore dancing and um and kill jaspers set up to be the ones that close the night out like i said like they were like considered one of the more successful out of all of them right. like that little scene right there but my favorite my favorite is always gonna be handgun romance <laughs> i i i i i want to show you a clip of handgun romance they like it it just sums up like my high school hardcore experience, but you know, um, but a fight a fight breaks out during Ravia's set. Oh shit! Like, um, yeah, like uh, obviously, obviously, a fight's <laughs> gonna fucking break out during Ravia's set. This is the last time Ravia's playing, and like, I actually knew a lot of the people that were like involved in the fight. It was um, like what it was. It was that like. Like there, like it, there was still like a click. Like I remember, like Varela, specifically Varela, they had like this really weird, like, um, like Guns and Roses rocker style. You know what I mean? Like they just listened to like Guns and Roses. <laughs> <laughs> I really, it's really hard for me to describe, but I remember there was like a band, like. I think it was called like falling in reverse or some shit like that. Like, I'm not into, there. I'm not into that kind of stuff. But guns and uh, falling in reverse, they dress up like they're in Guns and Roses, right? Yeah, they do. So then I'm thinking of the right band. It, it was like that kind of scene. It, it was just like they're they're just like it's like super da- dad rock inspired stuff. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. At least. Yeah. that's how I felt about it. And one of the main reasons why they had that is because they had a band called Radio. Which turned into black. It turned into Black Tide. Black Tide oh. was an international. Yeah, Black Tide was like a, a international touring band and stuff like that. Yeah. Alex Nunez. Alex Nunez was in radio. You know what I mean? So like he was always he, since I was a little kid. You know he was always in music, killing it. You know what I mean? 
and um and you know he was always a like a person to watch you know so uh he ended up leaving radio before they turned into black tide and everything but um but i hated that kind of like scene and they had one of those like they had a bunch of those kind of kids at this show you know and one of them was like i don't know like right in front of the band or something and uh, you know he had these like this this like machine gun bullet belt and leopard fucking tights on and this tasseled hair and shit like that and um and he like i don't know he lost his footing or something and he falls like right in front of the basis <laughs> and the thing the thing is is like all these guys they're they have bloodlust everybody on stage <laughs> they have bloodlust so this man's in the middle of his own set mm-hmm. and this guy falls like face first like he's is he's looking at the ground and he falls face first in front of him. And Buddy on the base starts like grounding and pounding on the back of his head. Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, he pops right back up. Uh, Buddy's back on to playing the bass. And dude starts like screaming in his face, giving him the finger. And the little brother from like the little brother of the, the bassist from uh, Kill Jasper, a good friend of mine turns the kid around he's like no you coming off all wrong here you 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 mouthing off to the wrong guys despite the fact that he just received a ground and pound but he's still right you can't be like trying to challenge the fucking band here you know what i mean right because because this is what happened everybody jumped him (laughs) (laughs) everybody jumped that kid and he got his ass beat by the band and then he got his ass beat by the fucking audience. And Jeez. this, like, uh, John Gandolfini-looking <laughs> owner of this Italian restaurant that we're having this hardcore show says, nah, I'm not fucking playing this shit no more. Everybody get the fuck out. And Kill Jasper never got to play. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, Kill Jasper. But, like, the, the one thing everybody was waiting to see, and they just never got to play. Nobody got, like, kind of redemption from it. But, um, but yeah, that was, like, that, that was, like, my last moment of, like, caring about, like, that, that high school hardcore punk. And um, I'll, I got one more thing about, like, my experience. Sure, please. <laughs> in punk. I just got one more, one more story. Do it. To, but, like, um, but, like, you know, punk is, like, really, like, I would say compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's many many scenes. Then there's like, you know, micro communities. Like, I would describe like um, that Kill Jasper, Ravia, and um, Handgun Romance almost like a micro scene. Because I would talk to other people that were into punk shows and going to hardcore shows and stuff like that, and they talked about their own completely different, like. Um, you know their bands, and right? Stuff set of bands, like that. Stuff, right? yeah, yeah, and that, that, yeah. Mani- that manifests more often than not in a lot of yeah. different genres, yeah. So, but like you know, we were all under the Miami, Miami hardcore like like mantle and stuff like that. But um, but you know, like growing up and like the internet has gotten so much better. Like I, this probably doesn't apply so much anymore. But um. But it's like, you know, when I got into, uh, I, I went to FSU for a little while. And uh, let me tell you something, that North Florida scene is is really impressive. Yeah. It's really cool. Like, I, I, only, like, I only hear good things. 
it's really cool. I I don't like folk punk. I don't like pop punk, and it's a there's a lot of pop punk all over Florida. I, I share that sentiment. I, <laughs> I, I I just I don't like that stuff, but it's in the scene, so you're in it. You know what I mean? So you just have to just fucking like swallow the fucking pill sometimes, you know. <laughs> but um. But like when I went to when I was living in Tallahassee, man, it was it was so special. In my opinion, like what I had those years was better than anything Gainesville has. And people will fight me on that. And I know that they have legitimate claim to fight me on that kind of stuff. But like um, Gainesville relies on like all their bars. Like they have it's not it's not just a small, small like town. Like they actually have like a, a nice community and stuff like that. And I've recently driven through Tallahassee. I, they now have a similar scene, but before it, Tallahassee wasn't really all that developed. It was still like a, a sleepy small town with a giant tower of of dickhead, where the the governors would like you know govern on the top of. <laughs> and, and, and if, if if you've seen the tower that I'm talking, you no, know, I, I, I have understand. seen the tower. I know exactly what you're talking you, about. You understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. When, when I was when yeah. I was very very young. Um, Actually, actually, no. Probably around the same time that Guitar Hero Heist was happening, I um, yeah. I participated in a uh, in a piano competition in Tallahassee. So I understand what you're talking about. So you so you saw the dick and balls yeah, that we, we call saw, the capital. I saw the dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like um the the punk scene in in Tallahassee at least like in the early 2000s it was so special. It was so special, and I saw some like really really big talent. You know. And uh, uh, like a lot of bands that like really formed like my music taste and stuff like that. Like um, it's like it's like you know I would say like the Miami punk scene is all like black and evil and and borderline metal and and dark and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like places like Las Rosas and Churchills <laughs> and shit like that. But like you know like the 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 punk scene up in North Florida is like a lot more earthy, almost like hippies and shit like that like i fucking saw noon hex like in like somebody's fucking lawn <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what i mean and I, I, like it was like that was like in 2000 like around 2005 mm-hmm. you know what i mean I, I saw noon hex in somebody's fucking lawn you know what i mean i'm pretty sure the band just crashed in the goddamn garage you know and um like that's how it is it's like it's like it's almost like a ta- a city run by children you know what i mean <laughs> It's it's true because like you know um, like being from like urban centers like Miami and I just moved from Orlando like property like owning property is a major like issue you know what I mean like housing and stuff like that so like the cost of living gets in the way with I don't know like just you know excess of like what you can do with your life i guess mm-hmm. you know it, lim- it limits you and stuff like that so like with like property being so cheap you know like you have you you'll have like maybe like 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 three 19 year olds living in a house to themselves you know what i mean so you get like a bunch of shows in just people's living rooms and you know wherever they can just make it work you know it was super diy it, it it exposed me to the DIY scene and like the same way how I exposed you to hardcore music and punk, I would say this kid did the same thing for me that I met in high school 
Um, and then later on, he moved in with me when I was living in um, Tallahassee because, you know, he was he just wanted to get in that Tallahassee scene. And uh, this guy, uh, Roger Zimenez, and um, he was like my high school girlfriend's sis, uh, my high school girlfriend's best friend's older brother. So I would go over to my high school girlfriend's best friend's house, and, and then I would end up just hanging out with this guy, and we'd we'd talk about music and shit like that, and mm -hmm. that kind of friendship like maintained till like today. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he he's he's the one that like really exposed me to like from it, it transitioned me from like relying on like major mediums of music like TV, like radio. You know the main avenues where people receive music and then he kind of showed me how to use the internet you know how word of mouth works in these kind of punk scenes he exposed me to capsule torch you know what i mean R really really big stuff you know and, and uh, really formed me as a person but um i remember like you know we were like going to living room shows there was this um this venue called uh California, which was just this <laughs> hollowed Goodness. yeah Coolifornia because it was on California street and uh and it was just like this like hollowed out house you know you could tell people were living there but they, there's nothing in the living room because that because they were throwing shows you know and um I, I went to this bizarre like uh, the only reason why I say it's bizarre is because of the characters that I met, but like this bizarre <laughs> show where it was like late late night wars and um and uh, furnace. Now furnace, a, a, a band a band I only know exists because of your MySpace. <laughs> like honestly, that is a band that's going to be lost in time. They're you know they're fucking and, great, and and they're just so perfect to me and i got to see them like pretty much in their prime and stuff like that but like also like late night wars was like a pop punk band but uh, out of boston i think they were both out of boston now i'm not a big like i love like the trash that vh1 used to show like i love new york and um flavor of love and shit like that but i, I wasn't really watching all those like real world and road rules and stuff like that but the little the little that I did watch, I managed to see like uh real world in Mexico. And um it was this punk kid on the real world in Mexico and like you know, he repped the scene out of Boston and shit like that and you know, he, the the thing that he did was like, oh yeah, this bitch hates me, but uh, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna bag it, bro. I'm gonna bag it. And let me tell you, he bagged it. He bagged it. <laughs> and then um, he was the fucking basis for late night wars. Like I'm like I'm like in this guy's living room, looking at this tall blonde kid, like. This motherfucker's on MTV. <laughs> I thought it was at a DIY punk show. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah, yeah. This is, is this is where's the MTV the cameras, you know? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. That's like the three levels for me, you know. Like from there, I just like look from look, what I learned from all all the experience that I just described. Like I I was able to like navigate through music. Now it's so easy because there's Facebook. Right, right. You know, the internet 
and Spotify, YouTube, like all these different ways, you know, keep up with music or maintain music and stuff like that. And then I get like assholes, like my my guitarist. I hope he hears this. I hope he hears this because <laughs> because I told I told them I'm gonna be in this podcast and I'll, I'll give a shout out to our band Jimmy Choose. But uh, <laughs> but he like like I remember coming back to like you know um, Miami. You know he we were hanging out and stuff like that before we decided to do the band thing. And he was like, oh man, I wish uh, punk was like how we were in high school. Like the the scene's dead. And I'm like, you are out your fucking mind. You <laughs> <laughs> is just so fucking out of your mind, bro. Like, like, like music is thriving and it's only getting better because like technology is getting easier to use and cheaper, you know? And you're just out here just like, ah, uh, you know? <laughs> and like, and, I, and I'm going to be honest with you. The only reason why I'm doing music again because like I kind of like put it behind me, like actually writing music and just being an enthusiast. Mm-hmm. I've gone to like you know thousands of shows, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. But like, and I was content just going to shows. But like, you know, there's like something in me that like wants just wants to make music and p- perform and all this kind of no, stuff. No, I'm the same and, way. Like for, uh, years uh, now, I've wanted to just uh, break free from like, like 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 you'll be at the show, you're watching the fucking performance, like you know what, that could be me on there. <laughs> Yeah, and I, yeah. I and I always have the, I always have this uh, envision of myself of um, of me performing, but it's always a singer, and I don't I don't view myself as somebody who would like be a traditional frontman per se, and like I don't have but the I, charisma for it, I don't have any of that shit, but uh, like separate all those like stereotypes that you associate with your frontman, and like I can completely disconnect and like solely engage in like what the vocal performance is, and solely engage in what I want to actually give out. And I totally see myself being this like barefoot, fucking crazy person being on stage. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick from Self Defense Family. Yeah. <laughs> like I, 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 I love that shit. I, I'd imagine you though, like. When you talk, when you describe it like this, like it sounds like like you just want to participate. Mm-hmm. You know, we have like a community going on, and you're you're part. You obviously participating, and people are noticing in the scene because you know they're seeing you, what you're writing about, like albums and coming out, and movies and stuff like that. Now you're starting this podcast, but like on the context of you envisioning yourself like playing music outside, I I'd imagine that only because like I'd imagine you'd be. The, the area that you'd actually be good at in terms of like making music would be writing lyrics. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just, just, just being able to have like a wide vocabulary and attach it. Yeah. It's fucking, it's fucking tough too, because uh, you run into the, like, because I've tried doing that from time to time. And more often than not, you find it that uh, you're like, Oh shit, this sounds just like this under banner. Oh shit. I'm pulling from this. <laughs> I, I, I've yeah. tried my best uh, when I do write to not. To, well, well, yes to not, but uh, <laughs> it's impossible. But like, it's I try, I try, I try to get out of my own headspace and how I've approached the idea of writing lyrics going forward is um almost like like almost like directing films if you will where you're not necessarily writing from your own uh brain you're you're writing from the perspective of other people and you're trying to envision how they feel how they would be in any x given situation how any x given scenario and i think that's a more interesting approach because yeah everything is almost self-derivative in that everybody pulls from their own personal experiences everybody pulls from whatever they're going through at the time and i get that and I'm sure that makes for really awesome emotional lyrics, but I'm 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 personally more interested in trying to challenge myself and like 
A, I feel yeah. it helps avoid some of like pulling from what I like and really trying to challenge myself to write from what would this person feel in this situation. So I've tried doing that, but God, it's fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you, and, and inspiration is everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. And inspiration will lead you into like straight up copying sometimes. Right. <laughs> but yeah, man. So what was I saying? Uh, basically like your experiences and how it kind of broke you from the mold and then you kind of came into your own type deal and uh, all, like basically all all, the, all three of the major experiences kind of led you to like where you are now essentially and like going back to playing music and how, how you're now oh, yeah. in the band yeah so like um, why I'm making music now mm-hmm. is so it's like you know so like um, it's like it's purely like the opportunity you know what I mean I've got these two real good guys that like are in my life that both played instruments and you know we're just simply tying it together they, they've already written music together too but um you know this guy's telling me oh there's no there's no fucking scene anymore and and and, and that's literally just because like he didn't get that kind of word of mouth introduction the same way i did mm. you know what i mean like he he didn't get that guy to say like this is how you look for diy shows right you know what i mean this these are the promoters that you got to follow and stuff like that. Because like, you know, we had that conversation and like two days later, I'm like, yo, you want to go see Los Reyes bomb death and, uh, <laughs> and no mas like, you know what I mean? Like, like there's a show now, <laughs> you know, like that's how it really is. Like at, at, at least like not at the moment, because yeah, the yeah, pandemic, yeah. Everything but sucks like, now. yeah, but like it was like, everything was thriving. You know what I mean? For a moment, like when when I was living in Orlando, I was going to a show like one or two a week. You know what I mean? And it, it's just because it's just like you have local people keeping it alive. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and I feel we have a, a good amount here for sure. Uh, oh yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like Miami is a hot spot. Like yeah. I feel like the way people talk about Philadelphia and their scene, I, I'm pretty sure people talk about Miami. Yeah, like, yeah. shout uh, out John McHale. Like, uh, he, I, I feel he really does a good job bringing in, like, uh, oh my god, bringing in like so many different types of experiences. Like, if, if it's not a hardcore punk show, if it's not a metal show, it's something <clears throat> more on the electronic side or something more like new wave. But I've seen some really, really interesting shows in Miami for sure. He he puts out of like you know, I know him for the hardcore stuff and everything, but he'll get he'll get anybody. Like, I, I think he's scheduling Caro Caro Bonito. Yeah, he's scheduling Caro Caro Bonito. He got um. Ja- uh, what is a Japanese breakfast or something? Like that? <laughs> yeah, Japanese breakfast is another one. Uh, he got Mitsuki a while back too, uh, before she so like it, really blew up. It, it, like, so it's not just punk, you know what I mean? It's music. It's yeah. good music. Like where people are like, I wouldn't want to say struggling to survive, but like blazing their own path. You know right, what I mean? right. But yo, so so what I was saying earlier, like the reason why I'm playing music. So I was in Orlando, and I was working for this engineering company. And I was like a surveyor, so I'm like a grunt. And my 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 supervisor was this um this kid who was like a, a year or two younger than me. And uh, he would like he introduced himself. He was like, "Oh, I'm a professional musician." And you know, immediately my ears perk up. I'm like, "Oh, so you play music? What do you do? What kind of music you play? Where did you work? And stuff like that." And uh, he tells me like he uh, he was like a part of like the band that plays in like i think it's i forgot what it's called now but it used to be called downtown disney mm-hmm. 
it's like ah shit i don't even know what it's called anymore it's it's just basically like the free shopping area in disney yeah, i'm pretty disney i'm pretty world. sure it's still called downtown disney no no i know for a fact it's not called downtown disney <laughs> i know for a fact man i was working in disney for a while i know for a fact it's not called downtown disney but it's still downtown disney <laughs> and, he, he's, and he's uh he's uh he was a uh, like the live band. He was like the live band, so he would get paid per gig and stuff like that. And uh, apparently, like the singer screwed him over, like the whole band over. Oh like, shit! Yeah, he was like, "Oh yeah, um, it looks like hey guys, good news. I I got a raise, but um, you guys are are not allowed in my band." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you punked them like that, but um, he never stopped making music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and uh, he was he played folk, and I'm not into folk like <laughs> at all. <laughs> you know what I mean, like at all. Damn. But he was telling me how he's in a folk band, and I just like I'm I'm adventurous. You know what I mean? So like he tells me, oh, I got a show, you know, coming up. If you want to go check check out my band, and you know, I'm thinking it's gonna be like you know a punk show. You know what I mean? Like 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 you know, a little, nice little crowd, uh, nice mingling and. Um, you know, like bands with equipment. Right. <laughs> you bands with equipment. Like, um, I don't know. Like, I've, I've got friends over in California right now that are trying to form a band right now. And um, this guitarist, he has this wild fucking idea that you don't need equipment. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, yeah, um, over here in, in California, you just plug into their PA and shit like that. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know if you're right. <laughs> like, I'm not in California, so I can't challenge you. But that sounds, that sounds fucked. That just sounds fucked, you know? And, um, and like, I feel like a lot of people apparently have that idea. Like, yeah, I just have my base. I'm good, you know? So, um, like, I'm, I'm assuming folk music operates under those pretenses because nobody had amps. You know? <laughs> it was, it was, it was weird for me. It was very weird for me. They had like, they had like um, maybe like little forty watt amps and stuff like that, but they would just um, rig them into the PA, so they're not really playing mm. out of these amps. And yeah, stuff I, like I, that. I've, I've seen similar shit like that. Yeah, so like, so I'm like watching like these folk bands with like and and which I quickly realized that the entire audience are performers. Like, no one was there to see the show. I don't mean that really mean. Like, it wasn't one of their big events. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, it was really slim. I think it was, like, Halloween. And I was dressed up like Bob Ross. Like, a really, <laughs> really shitty Bob Ross. And uh, and everybody kept telling me about how Bob Ross was buried around here. And if I knew that. And I was like, no, I did not know that. <laughs> but... But, like, it was such a crazy sight for me, you know, for being in the music scene for so long and then see something so low budget and see someone talk about it with such passion. You know what I mean? He, like, the impression he gave me was, like, he's he's in a touring act. You know what I mean? And he might be in a touring act. It's just folk music. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm, I'm used to seeing, like, fucking, like, Jucifer stack up, like, 20 amps on top of each other. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I'm used to seeing. So, so when I saw him do this, and you know, and I, I met him up after the sh- his his set, and I was like, oh, "You did a great job," blah blah blah, and all this kind of stuff. And he was so like, you know, self fulfilled. 
with with something that I was essentially looking down on. I was like, you know, I really can just do whatever the fuck I want. You know, I really like like I can really like make the the most out of my own insignificance here and just just do whatever the fuck I want. So right. when and I, came I, down I think there, this time is the perfect time for it, if anything, because again, everyone's kind of stuck. Everyone's kind of like mad, mad downtime. You got plenty of time to be yeah. really really uh, tune into that creative side of yourself for sure. Yeah, so uh, that that was so inspiring for me. For something like like may have seemed so insignificant to a lot of people, you know what I mean? But it was just it, it showed how much how much of the act of making music is like driven by passion. And, right. And I was just watching it. Like I have this, I have this like in me to want to just be up there with my little fucking forty watt bass. I do too. I'm just <laughs> lazy as fuck. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, that is, that is like a, I'm always fucking terrified that I'm gonna fuck up my voice. So in the very few times that I found uh, <clears throat> places to practice, uh, I would, anything, I, it's like I would a, also say, like, yeah, yeah, I would also say like the biggest hurdle everybody has is what you said earlier, which is the drummer thing. Oh yeah, finding yeah. a finding a good drummer is probably the biggest barrier to like making. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, no, yeah. it's a uh, it's it's weird because uh, that shit kind of holds me back. It's like I'm like, oh god, am I doing this wrong? Am I gonna fuck up my own voice? <laughs> and I'm always hearing about people uh, who, yeah. uh, who mess up their voice. Big because, names, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I always try to employ like a wide variety because I don't I don't by no means am a good singer by any means. But I yeah. I do wide range in that I try to. Be, do, you know, practice melodic, practice normal singing, if you will, <laughs> and then throw in screams, and then see yeah. how that goes. And Jesus Christ, I, I've I've I've, this- I've I've read about how people describe what their throats feel like and how they approach screaming in a way that does not fuck yeah. up their voice. But it's so hard to take what people describe as and then apply it to yourself. Yeah, especially like with like the functions of your your neck. Right. Like, that's what everybody's describing is like, oh yeah, when I move this little thing, I do this and then I do that. And yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, okay. I, but I, like, I, ironically, one of the few things that has worked for me was somebody saying like, oh yeah, it's just like you're <laughs> you're you're cracking your voice and you're like, oh, 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 you're doing that shit, and then you literally just yeah. sustain that, and then you make it louder, and then it actually sounds like something. I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, but, see, uh, like I I'd say like a good um majority of my life i've seen people try to achieve the hardcore screams and stuff like that and you know like ravia and thick as blood and everything like that's all dumb just being like super manly (laughs) you know what i mean like they're pulling those notes and everything but it's just like uh like i would say like more often now i'm watching like um vocalists use like effects in order to to like you know capture their sound yeah like like los reyes like bong death like they don't they don't give a fuck they just don't give a fuck like they full-on use like a uh um like a, a sound effect to get their like their satan roar <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like like I, I i i watch pretty carefully and, and and um what is it the the singer for gouge away she's using a great yeah, amount yeah, of, pedals. of yeah you know and she but like she she's got she, she they, that's one of the best bands going right now she's got range she's yeah. got emotion behind the vocals. that whole that whole band she's is really them. talented yeah for real but like yeah, like when when my band is talking about doing vocals and stuff like that we're talking about using effect because like we're all 30 we're not trying to like 
terror vocals or anything and we're all really like like musicians we're not really like vocalists you know what i mean so mm. uh, except the drummer the drummer is so crazy he, he'll do anything <laughs> <laughs> like like i remember like one of our first practices it's like it's so hard because i have ideas on guitar but i'm forced to play drums <laughs> freebie yeah that's funny as fuck but uh but yeah um we're nearing closer and closer to an hour now i do want to talk i did want to talk a little bit about a few other things real quick um but yeah out of curiosity do you have um so with your experience um going to different places in florida experiencing concerts in different places in florida do you have a favorite venue um or would you say that like they kind of all embody the same things that you like or maybe characteristics that you want in a venue i I think they all have like different vibes Mm. i would say like i would say personally right now las rosas is the just because of like you know it's a nice cool bar they've got multiple stages if you're kind of fed up and sick of whatever's playing you can leave that room so like in terms of like like enjoyability i think like you know, Las Rosas is best. Uh, Churchill's, in my opinion, is historical. So, like, it's always going to be, like, top. But I don't. I feel like it's lost a little bit of its fire. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 like you know what I mean? Like, I remember, like, a couple of years ago, they had, like, fucking infest and, and ceremony. And you know what I mean? Like, all this crazy shit happening. And it was just, like, just like it, it it truly was the you know the focal point for like music in miami but i don't think it has i don't think it has that anymore i've yet to be able to go to gramps i think oh, I was going to dude. but that... like i've driven past gramps i don't like its location like yeah, I'm, it, I'm a, it, it, I'm, it is a very odd location especially when you're trying to like find parking and you're trying to um, yeah, bro. All that shit. But having said that, I I I would probably say Gramps is my favorite uh, of the yeah. Miami venues. Like, I, it I, looks cool, but yeah, yeah. it looks like also a lot of work. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like shit, dude. I just, like I have to. I have to fight the windward crowd to go see my punk shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna do that. I, I've been sli- I've been slightly spoiled only because I do have a friend who lives literally within a like a mile of so uh, you park there yeah, yeah i i have i have a, i have See? i have somebody who, who lives nearby <laughs> and i'm able to park there and i'm able to just walk over but that was not always the case i i, I have experienced my fair share of just parking in the fucking uh, public parking because i'm also relying on him actually being there given that it's like one of those gated communities where he has got to give me a special yeah. key to get into the garage and all this crap so when he is available that's convenient but it's not always yeah uh, but yeah, I feel like it is a very odd location. However, it is fantastic. Uh, um, like for example, like the Rosetta concert you and I were talking about. Uh, that, yeah, they were at Gramps, right? Yeah, that, that was at Gramps, and on that night, it was like wow, fucking Wednesday in the middle of the weekend. There was literally nobody there at Winwood. I mean, granted that you had people there in Winwood, but not like an absurd mm-hmm. giant crowd. So that street where Gramps is on, there's plenty. Of Which is what I'm thinking. Yeah, like like that Wood Tavern, Gramps. That's all in like the same block. Yeah, Jay Wayfield. Right. I, I just I don't like crowds. I don't I'm 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 misanthropic. I'm nihilistic. That shit <laughs> just pisses me off. No, I feel you. It, stress, it stresses me out. It's a, it's like I'm here for the culture, not the people. <laughs> like that said, like, uh, uh, Gramps, Gramps has gotten a lot of good acts. Yeah, 
it's like undeniable. I've seen the body, I, I some, I've seen the body there. I've seen Rosetta there. I've seen ceremony there. I've seen <laughs> so much shit. Yeah, I would love to see the body. Oh, dude. <laughs> What's funny was uh, that particular show. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, uh, Lingua Ignata. Who? Lingua Ignata. Uh, not not like it's not. Raining oh, dude, she, 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 she's been, yeah, she's fantastic. You should definitely check her out if you haven't checked her out. But um, yeah. she puts out like um, it's kind of hard to describe. It's like kind of leaning folk, but it's like super dark and also has like metal and ambient leads. And she she can go from like singing normally to like screams and shit. She's blown up in like popularity. She's like incredibly popular she uh she plays keyboard (laughs) no 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 i mean like what music oh like what what style it's like it's hard it's hard to describe it's kind of like dark industrial somewhat metal leaning somewhat uh more traditional piano folkly because she plays piano a lot too in a lot of her songs um is it is it like actually like musically structured or is it something that's yeah. like... Yeah, no, at, it's, it's uh, very, very much clearly uh, musically structured in the classical sense because she's playing piano and stuff, yeah. she's singing melodically. And then she'll bring in some interesting elements that's definitely more dark and she's suddenly like screaming. Um, but yeah, she, the point being that she's blown up in popularity and uh, that, concert, right. that concert, that uh, concert when she opened for The Body in Miami... Um, Ooh, so okay, okay. Now you're now you're painting a picture for me here. She opened, <laughs> she, she opened for the, for the body. body, and this, yeah, this, yeah. this is this is when her record that um, that made her mostly famous just came out. Um, All bitches die. <laughs> nice, and, and um, it was really fucking cool because a nobody went to the fucking body show. It was just me, um, like four people who I dragged to that show, and um. Yeah. <laughs> Because they're like, I don't know, Michael, you listen to all this weird like music. I'm like, oh, I'm like, hey, wait, wait. oh get ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get ready. We're about to climb Mount I, I, did, I didn't even try to hide the fact. I, I, I went in there advertising like, this is going to be the weirdest show you've ever seen. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, actually, it's funny. I actually, I'll, I'll, I'll briefly tell you about how that show went because it's actually pretty funny. But um. So Lingua Ignata opens for the body, and that's when um, she was becoming really popular, right before she became meteorically popular. Like, now she's, like, untouchable. Oh, yeah? Um, Tight. Um, you, gotta, you gotta send me some stuff. Yeah. And um, she, she, like, everybody, like, jaw-dropped at that performance. Everyone's like, oh, my God, this is fucking amazing. And, like, again, it's literally just, like, six, seven, five. <laughs> like, it had to be no more than, like, maybe 12, 14 people there. Uh, in total and it's crazy um like n- now you, you go to a lingua ignata show and um you can't even get near her and it's just one person yeah. performing um Damn. but that's like that's so fucking cool that we got to experience that and then the body came on and then my my friends were like michael what the fuck was that <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like fucking homer simpson screaming yeah. oh um, my god but, well the, the, the funniest part of that show is uh there was a local act called uh <laughs> it was a dude named um, Two Coins, I think his name was, and he, nice. he, he was a noise act. Which uh, th- yeah, th- that's what I was basically trying to like. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a surprisingly she's, large. She's, yeah, yeah. The girl's not a noise act, right? And no, she's not a noise a act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but this dude was a noise act, and um, <laughs> I mean, I was familiar with noise performances, but my friends weren't. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what a rough show for them yeah so at one point the dude uh part of his act i'll never forget this he kind of turned something off on one of his effects and all you just hear is the feedback like the, eh, 
And then he has what appears to be like a contact microphone in what almost looks like a toothbrush <laughs> sticking yeah. out of his mouth. He's standing before us, almost looks like a scarecrow. And then he just repeats the phrase over and over again, form a line, form a line. And we're like, Did everybody form and, a line? And I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and I guess, I guess the people knew exactly what he wanted because sure enough, they formed the line and they proceeded yes. to slap and punch him. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I was, oh, I was like, oh, my, like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> is this That's what he awesome. wants? And your uh, friends must have been freaking. Oh out, yeah, they, they, they were totally freaking out. But then what's funny was uh, <laughs> he, after after like like maybe eight or so people proceeded to punch and like slap this dude. Like he still went on for another three minutes. Like form a line, form a line. Everyone's just kind of staring at him at this point. And I remember one dude just randomly walks up and he's like, ah, and then slap, gives him one final slap. <laughs> um, and then finally he ends the set. That's a, that's the song that he ended the set on. And I remember uh, my friend Alex, uh, also named Alex, he uh, looks at me and goes, Michael, what the fuck was that? I should have went up there and beat the shit out of him so that he would have fucking fainted and saved all of us from that shit. That was the worst fucking performance I've ever seen. I mean, he he missed his chance. He gave, he literally gave him a chance. Yeah, he had, he had, he had the opportunity. <laughs> oh man, but I, I, I really loved that performance. Getting to see Lingonado before she became super popular in the body. Good times. Yeah, yeah, man. Shit, in the body. Oof. Oh, what is that? I was, uh, I was watching this interview of Bell Witch. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how they love the body. Like they said, they, what is it? Like one of the, let's say Bell Witch is like a trio. And yeah. uh, one, and they're, one they're of gimmick, them. Their gimmick only being that they use bass. <laughs> which is so <laughs> yeah, Pretty much. But uh, what is it? Like, um, and they were talking, like one of them like runs a major venue out of Seattle. And they said that um, like their, their favorite band was the body because they like, there's a term in, in comedy where you try to alienate your audience and it's like walking your walking your crowd i think it's called mm-hmm. when you walk the crowd and that's you basically trying to get everybody to leave you know what i mean you just right. make bad jokes it's like it's like when bill hicks used to say you guys don't even know what i have under this trench coat you know <laughs> what i mean you guys don't even know what i have under this trench coat you know trying to insinuate he's he's armed and stuff like that and uh try to get people to leave so like like he said like your body it was just like walking the crowd and it's just it's really cool to see a band do that <laughs> you know for sure oh my goodness but yeah um so yeah we're wrapping up a little bit over time but before yeah. we wrap things up there's a few things i want to say well one thank you so much for actually being here and giving me your time i had a lot of fun <laughs> we gotta do this. We gotta do this again. No, for sure. We definitely will. Um, I, I guess um, real quick, if you wanted to give me some shout outs in terms of bands that um you felt were very integral at the moment, or maybe bands that people are missing out on, um, that I could totally check out. Um, Stormlight. Stormlight to me, like right now, is like that band to watch mm-hmm. because it's like essentially Loma Prita. you you know what i mean it's pretty much loma prita you know like it's it it has um i think sean i think his name is sean Mm -hmm. he's the the vocalist and guitarist for loma prita and he matched up with the drummer from lord snow and it's it's like 
the thing the thing is Loma Prita, they have the drummer from Punch and like right. he's he's formidable. You know what I mean? Like he's incredible. So like to say like, you know, the drumming brings like a new aspect is not really true because Loma Prita brings it too. But, but like <laughs> it's just it's great to have more Loma Prita. <laughs> That's, you know what I mean? Like, like I, yeah, like I just love Loma Prita. Like <laughs> I saw Loma, I saw Loma Prita twice in the Talent Farm, and uh, honestly, one of those performances is, is in my mind the greatest, one of the greatest performances I've ever seen. Shit. You know what I mean? I'll I'll send you I send you a video because it's on camera. Yeah. And it's 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 the Red Room, and it's like it's like. You know, uh, I, I at this point I'd returned from Tallahassee, so I, I'm well acquainted with what the DIY scene is. Mm-hmm. And Loma Prita is like DIY ethos, like to a T. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm watching, like you know, I'm watching them um, perform, and their equipment is literally falling apart. You know, and it's just so powerful to see them still get the sound that they want. You know what I mean? That's fucking. And. Nice. Uh, and what was it? I also got to see uh, Secret Arms, and which was a like, another uh, band a, that I only know exists because of your MySpace. <laughs> but okay, that is a band that's gonna get end up like being lost in time because number one, nobody in that band is, is trying to go anywhere with it. And one of them died really Shit. tragically, was murdered. Yeah, he was murdered in like uh, this building that a friend of mine actually lived in too. Shit. So it was pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty close to home with that. And, uh, it was really tragic, but, um, but I also saw good time boys there and I saw them with the first lineup where they were like a five, six piece. I think there was six piece. Then they had like three guitarists, uh, the singer, the drummer, and then a bass. And, um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Good time boys is so good. And then they turned into uh, a five piece and their sound dramatically changed. Mm-hmm. And I was, a, I was lucky enough to catch both of these waves. Shit. Like the, the first, the first album, which had like the old man on it. And then their famous album, which is, I think like sleep. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I know which one you're talking album. about. I can see it in my head. I just forgot the name. Yeah. Yeah. And, and good times um, boys got that, uh, that, uh, that split I mentioned to you with self-defense. Oh wait, who? Good oh, time. Good Time Boys. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even know they had a split with Good t- with uh, Self Defense Family until you told me. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, good. <laughs> have you heard the Spice? Yeah, I fucking I fucking love Spice. I'm, I'm pretty pleased with it. Like, yeah, it has like I, I like three, four good, really, really good songs that uh, you know I was uh pretty pretty into. Yeah, no, and, I think uh, Russ and the gang put out something pretty fun. Oh it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it definitely feels like it definitely feels like a summer album. Yeah, for sure. But you know, I feel like if this whole pandemic thing um, wasn't happening, I felt like the, their rollout would have been like like pretty intense. Like they would be doing tours right now and all sorts right, of stuff. Right, right. But what is it? I, I'm also like following these, like this, this Philadelphia scene pretty intently. Like, um, I'm listening to this like grind band called Fluoride. Oh, I love, I love Fluoride. Yeah, Fluoride's pretty dope. They, and they, then they keep popping up on all my best of the year lists whenever they put out something. They're heavy. They're, they're really so, heavy. They they got a nice mixture of shit. It's great. 
I almost yeah. I almost got to see Fluoride live in New York, but uh, that's wild. That would be a really cool show. I almost got to see it, but then of course COVID happened and everything got ruined. <laughs> yeah, everybody's fucking bullshit got like ruined. I I had well, a, I had it? a vacation in New York like planned up where it would, I would be hitting like seven different shows that were all pretty awesome, but of course everything. You know my pull my. Yeah, everything just got ruined. My boy had a whole fucking Japan trip planned. Shit. You know, t- eat, had to eat all those tickets. You know what I mean? Did it taste good? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it did. <laughs> <laughs> but what is it? Um, yeah, I, I, um, I've um, i been listening to them. And then, like, Shin Guard, Sunzo, and shit like that. But, you know. Cool. You know me. That's just that's just the hardcore that I listen to. Right, right. And uh, lastly, and here's a fun fun thing that I hope will be fun for everybody who does come on the show. I do want <laughs> I do want you to give me two, or it could be one. Doesn't really matter. But a movie oh, yeah. recommendation. Yeah, yeah, movies. A movie recommendation that ideally I have not seen, and then on the next episode as a fun whatever it may be, I will give a review of that movie. Okay, okay. So you you gave me this heads up. You gave me this heads up before uh, we uh. we did this. And um so I told you like my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies of all time was Children of Men. Yeah, you've seen that. Then what was the I was going to tell you Mandy, but you've seen that. <laughs> so I really like that. So yeah, yeah. So um I'm going to go deep in my little hat here. All right. So so like I've been watching that Hannibal series, okay. that, that, and um, and they had an actor pop up that I haven't seen in a really long time because he only does like art films and stupid shit like that. And um, I saw him in a movie, like a, a indie film called I think it was Funny Games. I think it's oh, Funny Games. I, I'm a big fan of Funny Games. God damn, man! <laughs> <laughs> are we talking? Are we talking? Are we talking the original? Really making this hard. Are we taking, really making this hard? <laughs> no, the, the original. I'm talking oh, the about remake, the remake. The re- okay, so I'm talking about the remake. That's perfect because I have not seen the remake and I've been meaning. Okay. To see it. Yeah, I think it has Eli Roth or Tim Roth. I think it's Tim Roth. It, it stars Tim Roth, and then it also stars uh, not Jodie Foster. Uh, whatever her name is, and then um, it, it also stars one of the guys that's in Hannibal, and he, the, the actor that's in Hannibal, he brings that same edgy, yeah. crazy and maniacal vibe. It's no, great. I, I think it's. Fucking, I, and I, I think, think it's you know fucking, what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 but I think it's fucking wild that. Um, I, so have you seen the original Funny Games? I haven't seen the original, but I know about it. Okay, yeah, so I mean? the, yeah, the original. The original is uh, it's a fucking, what is it? Fucking Italian. It's, I think it's Italian, or is it? Or is it German? I'm fucking forgetting right now. Uh, what language it's in. But anyways, the Funny Games remake is directed by the same guy. Yeah. So he made the original, made everyone feel like and complete he... other shit. And he's like, you know what? I don't think it worked the first time. Like, let me try it again. <laughs> I think, oh, I th- so it's I like think, that. I think, I think like, uh, I just need to he make it to... English. <laughs> so he tried to improve upon it? I don't know if he tried to improve upon it or he was trying to prove a point. Because the, his point with the original film was like, he was challenging your idea of like, Yo, I'm showing you some fucked up shit. Like, you should feel bad about watching this. And, and not only that, like, he challenged, like, the experience. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the, the, the watching a movie experience because 
you know, as a viewer, you allow yourself to be absorbed into this world that they're they're building around you. Right. And then there's scenes in that movie where they completely destroy it. <laughs> you know, your 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 perceptions of how the world works with what they, they show you and stuff like that. Yeah, which I, which I, is mainly main reason why I was brought it up yeah. to, as the movie, but I, I've been very curious to see like how he followed it up and see what, if he did anything different or if it's literally just a retelling of the original. But yeah, all right, cool. I'll definitely check out the Funny Games remake for sure, and I will definitely give you a review of that. All right, and you're gonna be like, "Yo, Alex, Alex what the ain't fuck? Shit. He ain't shit." Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. This is actually my first episode. This is actually my second episode because I've completely deleted the first episode for wasting my time. <laughs> I'm now emotionally scarred after seeing the Funny Games remake that I want to erase the entirety of the first episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways. I hate you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a bunch for being on, man. Yeah, man. Hit me up anytime. It was good catching up with you. For sure. All right, everybody. Tuning out. Oh, man. I had a blast catching up with my old friend alex thank you so much once again for everybody who checked out episode one and who remained on for this long uh, i apologize if for any breathy effects I, I i know for sure there's definitely some i'm still working to make my audio setup sound a lot better than it actually is so stay tuned for hopefully better audio along with this uh along with uh some more uh some more guests speaking of which on the next episode i hope to feature somebody who is definitely more Definitely someone well-known in the scene, so look forward to that. But until then, yeah, uh, check us out on Spotify, check us out on Google, check us out really wherever you uh, consume your podcasts. We'll, we'll likely be there. <laughs> and uh, if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, you can find me at nightsoft 27 I will be posting on there any information related to the podcast for the time being. Um, and yeah, until then, stay safe, everybody, and take care. <laughs>